Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. One of the biggest and most explosive stories in SA Rugby at the moment has EP Rugby in conflict with parent body Saru. EP Rugby President Marstorp Cannon banned by Saru last week for two years. It's a long-running story. It's acrimonious. It's not just about sport. It's about politics as well. We have reached out to Saru at this stage, unwilling to come on record. They do say there's an appeals process that is likely to play itself out. They don't want to compromise that. Marstorp Cannon himself, usually very much available to this podcast, has not been available for selection. Again, it's a sensitive issue, but we'll continue reaching out to him for comment as well. Meanwhile, though, the Herald senior rugby writer George Byron does join us now to unpack this story. Where did it start? Why has it got where it has? George, thanks for joining us. What is the background to the EP rugby president being banned by Saru? Yes, good morning, Darren. Um, uh, And thanks for this opportunity. Um, Darren, this has been a long, long running saga, and you're quite right, been very acrimonious. It goes back to the speech that Cannon made in February 2032, as long ago as that. And it was at the funeral of the rugby legend, Godfrey Thorne. Now, Thorne was an absolute rugby icon, deeply admired, and Cannon made this uh, a speech at his memorial. Thorne, he, who was known as Duran, played a tremendous uh, lot back into the game he loved so much, mainly through coaching. And, of course, we know that in 2001, he was called up to the management team of the old Super 12 team, the Cats, and he was an assistant to, to Laurie Mann. Now, that got the ball rolling, the speech, and a video of it went viral. And uh, that set the scene for this protracted, acrimonious 14-month legal battle. Then it's been a very unusual case because Asari wanted it to be private and held behind uh, closed doors. But the whole thing was done in the full glare of the spotlight, uh, mainly because Cannon's legal team provided a running commentary of of all the testimony. So it's been simmering uh, for more than a year. It's taken a long time. There were many hearings. It was stop, start, stop, start. Uh, One of the hearings was disrupted by disgruntled Cannon supporters. Uh, there was talk that they'd have to move the hearing uh, to Cape Town. And this all centred on EP wanting the meeting to be open to the public uh, so that club delegates and the media could, could attend. But uh, the judge ruled against this. And he, EP argued that if murder cases could be open uh, to the public, why not a sports hearing? Uh, at one stage, there was talk of a, a Springbok player being called by Sol as a witness, but that uh, never uh, seemed to materialise, Darren. And uh, it remained private throughout. Can you take us back to the speech and tell us exactly what it was that uh, Cannon said that upset Saru and what the charges against him were and what he was eventually found guilty of? Yeah, Darren, as you say, it went back to this uh, speech in tribute to to the late Godfrey Thorne. And in their charge sheet, um, Saru laid it out fully. Uh, They said in his address, uh, Cannon made derogatory statements regarding Saru as an organisation and the current Saru president and the deputy president. Uh, and that he stated that after unification in 1992, Saru did not give uh, recognition uh, to all former legends. And uh, the names of Peter Sluggard, Charles Clanboy, and Temba Luguaga were mentioned. And uh, they say in the charge sheet that in this regard, he labelled the unification process a fraud, and that he indicated that he does not support the SA rugby establishment because it's very racist. And he stated that there are people that uh, happily support the apartheid emblem, the racist emblem, the springbok. And uh, he argued that 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 emblem is equal to the flag. And that was way way when we compromised in 1995. So he said it was racist. And he claimed that Sorry is the one institution that remained as it is and destroyed true non-racism and made us believe that there is normality in society. 
So he was likening the Springbok emblem to the old South African flag, just to be sure, rather than the new one. Yeah, that sounds, from, that's the way I read this, the way they laid out the charges. And he said that Mark Alexander, the president, was failing us, selling us out in Kabali, uh, that's Francois Davids, was also failing and selling us out. And then he said that he told the people at the memorial, we must fight and rise in the name of Godfrey Saul. And sorry to say, the event was public, it was recorded, put on a Facebook page, and uh, yeah, it, they claim it went viral, but then they laid the charges, you know. George, and now he's been found guilty, banned for two years. In effect, what does the banning mean? He's not allowed to hold an official position in EP rugby, in SA rugby. Is he allowed to attend meetings, be involved at a club level, or is it total excommunication? Darren, um, it sounds like total excommunication. Uh, uh, Saru uh, released a very brief uh, finding. They said that he's been suspended from holding any position or participating in any club rugby structures under the uh, auspices of sorry. And uh, Cannon has appealed against the suspension. And EPF said, uh, they also sent out a statement, they said that when all legal proceedings have been concluded and a final ruling is passed, uh, the stakeholders of EPRU would regroup and then make a decision on Cannon's future uh, at the union. So as things stand at the moment, George, he is still EP rugby president and EP are backing him as things stand. Yes, Darren, definitely. That's my understanding. But they are now waiting for the for the outcome of the appeal. So things will carry on as normal. I believe there's a quarterly EP general meeting scheduled for Saturday where the clubs will be attending and I believe they're going to have a chat about this whole business and talk about it. Any ideas on how that appeal process plays itself out? George, is it likely to be a lengthy process? Is it relatively speedy? As we said earlier, at this stage, sorry, declining to comment. They don't want to compromise anything that might happen during the course of that appeals process. Yeah, Darren, um, if it's anything like the hearing, it's going to carry on for a long time. This whole thing has been drawn out and long. I'm not expecting a quick uh, a verdict, but they may. I mean, we might hear tomorrow that uh, it's been upheld or overturned. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm as much in the dark as anybody is on that, and I think even EP Rugby. And all they said was he had 15 days to lodge his appeal, and he, uh, EPO said they had, or Cannon has lodged that appeal. And of course, he's, uh, uh, George Marcus, who is expected to take over as president uh, if, if, if the appeal is, uh, goes against uh, Cannon, uh, has given an insight into what went on in the court. And EP's stance was that uh, they felt that they sent uh, Cannon to this memorial service. And he was designated by EP to go and speak to. So he was actually speaking on behalf of EP Rugby. So they feel EP Rugby should be charged. That was the sort of core of the, of the, of the defence. What sort of impact is this going to have on rugby in the province before we even look at South African rugby in a wider context? EP Rugby has been troubled on and off the field for many seasons. This is not going to make things any easier. Darren knows it's been a, a tough time. You know, EP did quite well last season. They got to the final of the first division. And then EP thought, uh, most people thought that because of that good showing, under their coach to Musani Mani, and they kept a lot of the players that they would actually rule the first division this season. But it didn't prove to be the case. They, they couldn't get into the final of the first division and they couldn't get into the Mzanzi semi-finals. So, uh, yeah, they, they, they are looking for responses. Uh, but I, I feel all this uh, noise uh, around the union won't be helping their cause in, in getting uh, investors or... Uh, uh, companies to, to get on board and, and sponsor the team, which is, we know is right, it's a professional world. If they want to get into the Curry Cup Premier Division, which is their goal, they will need to uh, sign up some, some good players. Regardless of where this goes in future, clearly there's been a breakdown in trust between the provincial body and the national body. How does that get repaired? Because if it doesn't, well, it could spiral into something that we never get out of. 
telling yeah, you know, I, this has been this has been a feud between the two, and and, and it, 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 even the verdict uh, when it was delivered wasn't taken well because EP said that they hadn't been informed that they heard about it in a press release. The sorry didn't go about it the proper way. So at every level, there seems to be uh, distrust and uh, bad feelings between the two groups. And uh, at some point, they've got to sit down and there's got to be sort of a truce called in this feud. If EP Rugby's going to get, get back on track and, uh, and prosper and, and, and try and make use of the potential, of, of the great potential of the region in rugby. Is there any danger of EP being excluded from SARU and from its competitions going forward or not? Darren, I think that's looking a bit too far ahead. I think we've got to wait for the uh, outcome of this appeal. Uh, I think when, we, when, when this appeal uh, uh, outcome is known, uh, if Cannon is either up, if it's overturned or he, he remains, then I think there's going to have to be some uh, big meeting between the two groups to, to, to plot the way forward. It can't carry on like it is, obviously, with, with this mistrust and bad feelings between the two parties. You have your ear close to the ground when it comes to these things, George. What is your sense of the attitude of clubs in Eastern Province? I know as a body, they've fallen rank and file behind Master Cannon at this stage. But do you get a sense of from the individual clubs how they feel about the matter? Darren, I think it's very divided. And we must remember that Cannon was democratically elected as president. He had the full backing of the clubs. He was voted in. He had a reasonable majority. So they've got his backing. How they feel now if it was put to the vote, maybe their feelings have changed or maybe they're resolutely behind him. There seems a strong, two strong groups, an anti and a pro, and uh, it's quite divisive. Uh, I don't think there's a, a clear-cut winner in this in, in this. Well, George, doubtless you're going to be following the story closely and uh, listeners and readers at the Herald can uh, follow your stories on the back page and even beyond that as it develops. We really do appreciate your time, uh, your analysis and comment on this very, very explosive rugby issue. Thanks for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines today. Thanks very much for the opportunity, Darren. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.